Today, the workplace is more dynamic and diverse than it's ever been. Four generations coming together to contribute to our economy's growth. But new challenges in the workplace are growing each and every day. This podcast brings corporate leaders to you, sharing solutions and strategies to enhance your company's culture and bring your people together. Rise Up For You presents its newest podcast series, Workplace Solutions, People Matter. So Carson, thank you so much for joining the Rise Up For You podcast. It's an honor to have you here. I'm so glad to be with you, Nadia. Thank you for the kind invitation. Absolutely. So I've already told the audience a little bit about you, but I love to ask the question and, and learn from you in your own words. Tell us about yourself, the great work that you're doing and uh, what's happening today for you. Yeah. So the work that I'm doing in the world is to help people own and love their job. You know, we're in the midst of a radical transformation of work and everything changed. And so my work is focused on how you can really take control and start to craft a career and a job that allows you to highlight your strengths, develop meaningful relationships, and really find that deeper meaning and purpose in your work. Okay, that, that's a great topic, and I'm super excited that you're on because, as you know, Rise of Food does a lot of that work with companies as well. And, you know, before COVID hit, we saw, you know, two-thirds of the American workforce that were disengaged in their jobs, right? Another two-third that left their job because of a lack of leadership or maybe, you know, disconnectivity within the workplace. So why, why do you think that this is happening? As the expert in what you're doing and as the professional that's making these shifts, what's, what's the challenge that's happening? Well, what it, the challenge is, is and continues to be that addressing the disengagement epidemic, and I would consider it an epidemic because it is abysmal, the number of folks that are actually engaged, has been approached almost solely from the perspective of the employer. Yeah. So how do we strengthen managers? How do we have more coaching? How do we have more development? All of which is vital. However, we haven't moved the needle substantially because what I am suggesting is we've forgotten the other half of the equation, the employee. So the employee-employer relationship is a social contract, give and take. So what does the employee, what do you and me want and need to be engaged at work? We can't expect our manager to read our minds. They're not psychic. And we can't expect our company to design benefits and programs if we haven't been really clear on what we need to be engaged. So this is the paradigm shift. How do you have a strong equal voice, clarity around what you want and need and ask for it so that your relationship can be fair and balanced and mutually beneficial? That's awesome. Okay, so I'm gonna ask a key question that I know many executives are probably thinking right now. How much is too much? So. You know, when you have these employees that say, these are the things that we're looking for to be engaged, as a company, how do you really take a look at that and say, yes, we can accommodate that or no, you know, for example, working remotely. So this is something that we're seeing right now, actually, in the middle of the pandemic. Some companies are moving back into the workplace, but then there's pushback from the employee, right? That's saying, no, I'm more effective at home. Don't want to come back on site. I want to work remotely. And so now there's this tension, right, that's occurring. So where that's a big question, but how do we find that balance of supporting the employee and their engagement while at the same time still meeting the needs of the company as a whole? Absolutely. And so this is where I'm going to go back again to the relationship between the employer and the employee 
is a social contract based on give and take. So let's pull on remote work. I want to work from home. I'm saying I'm being more productive. Great. As long as what I'm giving to the organization results, focus, deliverables, driving revenue, whatever the requirements are of my job, I am not only delivering, I'm exceeding. Because if I'm not giving, I can't then take from the relationship. So it has to be balanced and reciprocal. And so when we're coaching employees back to this, wait, when am I going to say no as the employer? It's clear that you're driving value, you're achieving strategic goals, and that your asks are in service of that and your needs. We aren't doing one or the other. They, we have to be in this balanced, mutually beneficial relationship. Yeah, I love it. It's a handshake. It really is a handshake. Absolutely. Both parties are clear and both parties know what drives revenue, serves the customers, and also creates that culture that's inclusive and empowering and creates a sense of fulfillment. So what I'm hearing, <coughs> excuse me, is really clarity in, and communication on those expectations. Absolutely. Right? You know, having those systems put in place having an agreement that's documented that's saying, great, if you're going to do A, B needs to happen, right? Absolutely. We'd be surprised, though, how many companies don't have that put in place. I mean, you wouldn't be surprised because it's what you do. <laughs> I'm not surprised, and I know you're not surprised because you no. see it as well, Nadia. No. And here's, this is hard work. So what I'm talking about isn't easy. Yeah. I mean, doing the work to get clear on what I need to be more fulfilled this isn't easy. And then as a company and in, as managers shifting to results only work and, and holding people accountable to work that drives revenue and serves customers, I'm going to suggest is a pretty different way than we have been leading and working in the past. I mean, I started my career when FaceTime was, or seat, you know, bottom in the seat was one way that hard work performance was evaluated. One, I don't think it's accurate. And two, you can't do that in a remote world. You've got to have the clarity around what drives results and you've got to have accountability measures in place for both parties to ensure we're staying on track. That's a really interesting concept, right? Because I think that this pandemic that we've seen that's caused many of us to work remote, it's shined a light on the results that are really happening, right? Because you might have an individual that shows up to work every single day. They have great energy. It looks like they're doing a ton of work. And then you go home and not getting the results that we thought they had, right? So where does a company even start with this? You know, what's the first, second, or third step, or, or any, I guess, strategy that you can say, start here if you haven't already? Mm -hmm. So we talk about our managers and our leaders shifting to be brave leaders. And brave is an acronym. So the first step is be specific. So paint that clear picture around what success looks like. I mean, really so specific, I can see it, there's no ambiguity. Specific on the project deliverable, specific around what customer service looks like. Then the R is results. Define the results, both quantitative and qualitative. These are the goals. This is the number, the revenue number. This is the customer satisfaction score. This is the type of comments we want. Then the A is about accountability. 
how are you going to put some accountability measures in place? I always use the example, Nadia, have you ever gotten that email and they're like five names on the two line? I'm like, oh, <laughs> one, because who has to respond? No one's accountable. Yeah. So each project has a person who has the A. We always ask the question, who has the A? They're accountable for the results. It doesn't mean they own all the work but they're accountable for the works and you have clear check-ins and processes to check in, make sure it's working and we're moving towards the deadline. Then the V in brave is about valuing the individual, communicating, understanding strengths, leveraging those strengths and then communicating to be heard and understood. And then the E is empower success. So this is around defining my limits of authority defining where I can and cannot make those decisions, and then also getting clear on resources, tools, best practices, so that you can set me up for success to achieve that very specific goal we started with. I really like the, I like all of them. It's, it's a great strategy and acronym that you have brave that even I can use with our company, but I especially like the last one because I think a lot of times we'll say do A, B, C, and D, but then we don't equip the employee with the resources or the strategies or the guidance or coaching or whatever it is to actually be successful and take action. And, and that's a really important component. And when we work in a remote environment, Nadia, I think the empowerment is even more important around those limits of authority because we don't just have the hallway check-in. You know, we don't have the, oh, we're just going to huddle quickly. It, you need to lay it all out on the front end so that the project can keep moving. And in no way am I impeding progress or overstepping in a way that could jeopardize the relationship. Yeah, absolutely. So what does all of this look like, right? They have this brave, do they take it? Do they start documenting it and now sending it to their team and saying, this is what we're moving, doing moving forward? Is it specific to every employee? What would you recommend? Well, so if we're going to institute this brave framework, I'm an advocate of getting the whole team involved so that yeah. everyone can shape the way they work. You increase ownership. Also, my bias is the folks closest to the work are the ones who have the best knowledge and are the best equipped to help develop some processes and procedures. So I would suggest that the leader go to their team. Here's the framework we want to work towards. How do we clearly communicate the specificity? How are we determining the results? Let's talk about accountability, what this means and looks like on our team. Let's look at our strengths. How do we align our strengths to the different projects and what does empowerment mean? And have that open dialogue so that you can really create some working agreements and then processes that support your team and your leadership. Yeah, I, love, I think that that's amazing and that's super, super important. Where do you think the workforce is going in the next year or two? And I know you're probably super excited because engagement is going to be a key factor moving forward, right? So where, what do you see coming up? I'm really excited because this is the first opportunity, obviously in my lifetime, that I have seen such a radical, profound change in how and why we work almost overnight. And in the midst of rapid change, I think there is powerful opportunity for individuals to get clear on what they need, what their fulfillment looks like, and start to shape and craft their work in this way. So what I see is more dialogue, more handshake, as you talk about, more clarity from the employee, more clarity from the company. I do think we're going to continue to have a hybrid model, some remote modes, some folks working very intentionally together in a way that's safe. 
And I do think we're going to start to question. I'm ever hopeful on this one. Question some of what I call the busy work. The oh, yeah. work that just doesn't drive value that we were doing for whatever reason, but it certainly didn't put numbers on the bottom line. It didn't serve our customers and wasn't elevating or enhancing our culture. So I'm really hoping that that work is going to be stripped away. Yeah. And, you know, we're talking a lot about the handshake, right? And, and really making it a partnership between the employer and the employee. What is your take on feedback, on, on receiving maybe anonymous feedback from the employees to understand now as the employer the best way to go about this or serving? Is it something that all companies should be doing? What is your just thought on that in general? So my thought on feedback is it needs to be specific. Yeah. Right, right. really that. specific yeah. and targeted. What is the specific piece of feedback you're seeking? So let's say you, you're an executive coach and let's say I'm your coaching client and I really want to work on my presentation skills. Okay, that's still not specific enough. Nadia, could you please let me know when within, within the first three minutes you hear my bottom line or my key point? That's what I want feedback on. So if the work organization is going to solicit feedback, they've got to get really specific on what it is and then help their team members provide specific feedback that's actionable. Okay. That's a great answer. And I ask that because I'm a huge fan of feedback, you know, when we work with companies, but strategic feedback, that's the word that I use is strategic feedback, right? Not just opening Pandora's box and saying, give us information on anything that you want, but being really clear on strategy, solutions, specificity, as you mentioned, um, so that progress can happen. Well, and if you are an organization and you ask for feedback, the implicit agreement that you have with your team is that you're going to do something with it. That's so instead right. of right. having a thousand things to do, let's maybe focus where you can affect positive change really quickly on two to three items. And then we can ask for another set of feedback and start to affect change there and then move on. I love that. Yeah. You want to be able to, to show that you've heard and that things are changing. Yes. So I, that's take a, it easy. Really, really great point. Carson, this has been, you know, a really great conversation. We always love to have power conversations. And I, and I want to jump into our power section of the interview now, which is um, just a couple rapid questions I'm going to throw your way. So the first question that I have for you is what's one key value that you have as an individual that's a non-negotiable for you that you will always stand by? Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Love that. And if you can leave the world with one final message, I call it the golden nugget. What would your golden nugget be to the world? Love trumps all. Yeah, thank you. And I have one more question, but before we dive into that, how do we learn more about you? Where can we do research? Can we connect with you on LinkedIn? Brag. <laughs> Talk about you. <laughs> I do want to do a shout out. My new book just came out, Own It, Love It, Make It Work, which you can find all your favorite book retailers. Then CarsonTate.com. We've got assessments and resources there to help you create your dream job. And then LinkedIn, the Carson Tate. Beautiful. Great. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes for everyone too. And then lastly, as you know, we're the company where the podcast rise up for you. What comes to mind when you hear that phrase for you? Own what you need to be fulfilled and engaged in your professional and personal life. 
Yeah, I love that. Carson, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an honor. I'm excited to, to get this interview out to, to our listeners because very valuable. Thank you. Thanks so much, Nadia. I appreciate the opportunity. Of course. Thank you so much for joining the Rise of Beauty podcast. Again, this is your host, Netalina Nasserdine. We would love for you to share this episode with any of your friends, coworkers, or anybody that you think can benefit from this podcast episode. And don't forget to follow us and subscribe. We are on every single major podcast platform, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, anywhere there's a podcast, we are there. And lastly, if you want to see this live in action, head over to our YouTube channel where you can watch the episode and the interactions between myself and the guest. Thanks for joining us here on the Rise of Beauty podcast, business and workplace solutions.